Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray this morning for the anointing that you put anoint these lips afresh this morning. Give us understanding. Thank you. We can rise up this morning with vision. We can rise up this morning in the wisdom of God. We can rise up this morning know that we were born for a time such as this. We give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor. Heal the brokenhearted. Remove the confusion and bring peace to those that are troubled this morning. But let your kingdom be established over Kingdom Life Embassy. We give you praise and glory and honor for it in the mighty name of Jesus. I am so excited for this word this morning. This word is going to establish somebody. You, you're going to get up onto a new platform with God and you're never coming down again. Hallelujah. It's going to be so glorious. I mean, I've been studying and meditating the word of God and oh my word, this is absolutely powerful. We are in a brand new series called A Double Defense. Can anybody see this? Glory be to God. A Double Defense. I don't know, somebody's been finding out how does God deliver the money? How does God deliver the wealth? What does it mean? Today is the day you're going to begin to understand how to get it, how to keep it, and how to multiply it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. It is a new day. You need to take notes. You need to write down some, uh, some scripture. You need to, I'm telling you now what I'm going to give you this morning will not be enough for one take. You're going to have to come back again and again and again because this is the foundation and the new season for the sons and daughters. God gave us word that there'll be a transfer of wealth going to take place. I believe it is now. I believe the time is now. I believe the season is now. And God's going to do a tremendous work in our lives. Please, please take a good look at this picture. Please take a good look at that picture. It means so much. We've sat with this and Gift has gone back and forth and the team to develop this. And it means there's so much in there. There's a reason why there are stairs. There's a reason why there are two these lions. It is the year of the roar. Come on, somebody. We're going to roar against poverty. And we are never coming back again in Jesus' mighty name. Your days of living in poverty are over. I am telling you, I am telling you, God unlocked secrets. God has given us the way to go forward. And you are going to be so blessed by the series. You're going to be so blessed. There is a reason why you have a sword down the middle. And that also doubles for a Cross. Can you see the cross in that? Glory be to God. Can you see that? So you have, this, you have these two lions because it's the year of roar. And these two lions are going to begin to roar against the spirit of poverty and ignorance. Because on the one side, it is wisdom and the other one is wealth. And so as you begin to climb these stairs, do you know that you can climb in levels of wealth with God? You can come to a new level of financial flow with God. And I'm going to teach you how we're going to do this. It's so powerful. And so there's a reason why people don't climb. And there's a reason why people don't move beyond the tender end that they've got. Or whatever level of, of, of wealth they're on. Because it is all connected. And I want you just to carefully pay attention. Because the cross is in there. The sword which is the word of God is in there. And then you to climb. To climb. 
but you're not going to come down again in the name of Jesus. You're not going to get a little miracle and then, you know, uh, wait another 10 years for another miracle, for another two bags of, of grocery. The devil is a liar. The wealth of the wicked's letter for the just is your father who owns a thousand cattle on the hill. I want somebody to hear me this morning. You've been looking for answers in universities and colleges for answers. I'm telling you today by the Spirit of God, there is an answer here right now and this is greater than any university. It's going to bless you. It's going to help you. It's going to give you the secrets of those that have the finances and it's going to teach you the difference between what the world is doing and what the kingdom is doing. I am so excited for you. Glory be to God. The foundational scripture that's locked up in all of this um, is in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 12. Can you please share this on your timeline and share and invite as many people as you can onto the timeline because you want to know that we are not dealing with, you know, so 10 rand and you get the 100 rand. That, go, go play the slot machines. We're not talking about that. We're talking about kingdom wealth. And I'm going to give you the basics, and we're going to drill in the season. We're going to drill for oil. We're going to go after the sea, and people are going to come back and tell me, Pastor, it works, it works, it works. And I'm going to say to you, I know, I know, I know. Glory be to God. So I've studied a bit on this. So there's some scriptures. You've got to take some time. I've got to activate and ask the Holy Ghost to help me to teach because it is a new day. So wisdom, here's the foundational scripture. For wisdom is a defense. You have to ask yourself, for wisdom is a defense as money is a defense. So these are the two lions. This is, if you had the wisdom of God, would your life turned, have turned out better? You're quiet, you're not sure. Absolutely. If you had more money, would your life have turned out better? Absolutely. Because you could make better choices. Because money is a defense. Against poverty, against sickness. Because the reason why some people can't even, you know, they're dealing with toothaches. They can't even go to the dentist because they don't have money. But money becomes a defense. If you had money, you go to the doctors. For many people that if we had our own hospital set up, you know, convert some of these empty hotels into hospitals and have our own nurses, how many people's lives could we have saved? How many pastors died in uh, uh, Thurston, say, last week? 70 pastors? What could we have done if we had money? Added to the money, imagine we had the wisdom of God of what to do. Because wisdom is a defense. And money is a defense. But it makes a distinction. He says, they're not really on the same level. But the excellence of knowledge is that wisdom gives life to those who have it. So you can have money, no wisdom. So you can have money, but no life. But you got to have wisdom. And if you add money and wisdom, it's both of defense. But it gives life to those who have it. Come on, somebody. I see the wisdom of God dripping all over you. Listen to the message version. It says, wisdom is better when it's paired with money. Have you seen somebody who wins the lotto? Gets a payout, gets an insurance, gets, and they, they got no wisdom. It's just a matter of time that they broke again. 
Because wisdom is better when it's paired with money. Especially if you get both while you're still living. I am announcing it in the heavenly. Somebody in this church, somebody under the sound of my voice, is going to get it in their living years. Then it says, listen to the message. Double protection. Wisdom and wealth. Plus this bonus. Wisdom energizes its owner. That's Ecclesiastes 7, verse 11 and 12. So, what we're going to do this morning is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, it's a vast topic, and it, we can go and you can drill on many of these things, but for the sake of time and also just for a bit of understanding, I've created a little chart, and I want to show you where we're going to go to so that you can know what to do as you study in the season. So, if you could put this, can you put this chart up here so that everybody in the service can see it? If it's possible, there you go. So, a double defense. So, what you want to do is you want to receive the wisdom from above. I will show you there's two kinds of wisdom. Wisdom that man has produced, and then the wisdom that comes from above. And so, we're going to have these four segments that we're going to go through. And it's in this order. You want to receive the wisdom from above. You want to get in what, on what God has got because the world is in absolute mess because they're operating out of the wisdom of man. Governments don't seek God's face. They're not interested in the way God does things. So they use man's wisdom. And the same people that give you the problem want to give you the solution. I mean, hello. I mean, take your vaccination, right? But... We're dealing with the wisdom of God. Governments are in trouble. People's lives are in trouble. Marriages are broken. Homes are being destroyed. Businesses are being destroyed because nobody's looking for the wisdom of God. But today is a new day for you. So when you want to tap into the wisdom of God, you now need to go through these four and understand these four things. I'm going to give you scripture to back what I'm saying. Number one is the cross. What has the cross got to do with my wealth? Everything. I'll give you scripture. And then the church. What's that got to do with wisdom, with wealth? I'll tell you. Then the kingdom. And then the fear of the Lord. Which is the beginning of wisdom. These are four elements that if you add these things and you understand these four elements in your life, it's going to make sense. All of your life will begin to make sense. So, let's understand the wisdom of God. Let's get into some scripture. James chapter 3 verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct. Let him show. You please need to help me here. Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show. So your world is a reflection of your wisdom. It shows off what you've been operating out of. It becomes a showcase around you of what you've been functioning out of. Worldly wisdom or godly wisdom? It says, but if you have bitter envy 
self-seeking in your hearts. Do not boast and lie against the truth. This wisdom does not descend from above. So he's making a distinction. But it's earthly, it's sensual, and it's demonic. Verse 16 says, For where envy and self-seeking exist, have a look at your life and find out where you've been envious or any kind of self-seeking for yourself. There's confusion and every evil thing are there. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. It's first pure. So straight away this is telling me that the way God operates and the way man operates is two different worlds. Why do I need the cross? Because it makes it pure. It makes my decisions pure. So bribes or, or, or cheating on, on, on whatever for finances and trying to get, all of that is evil. And it's that wisdom doesn't come from God. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy, and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. hypocrisy. So when people say, you got wisdom, no, 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 you need to find out who's wisdom. People are making decisions. Now, I want, you to, I want you to understand the power of wisdom because knowledge is one thing. I'm giving you knowledge and my, the understanding I'm giving you this morning is breaking up the different parts. To let you know, wisdom comes from above. There's wisdom that is from man. So, You've heard knowledge, you're getting knowledge. Knowledge says there's wisdom. Understanding says there's wisdom that comes from above and there's wisdom that comes from man. Wisdom is the applied knowledge. So it means I get to choose heaven's way or I choose my way. So now you're getting it. There's two kinds of worlds. So the things that you need to understand is the cross, the church, the kingdom, the fear of the Lord. Those are the four major things you need to put in your spirit. If you want to climb to the next step, the next level of wealth, the next understanding, you need to understand the, these four things. Let's go back and understand what it is. So, my title of my sermon this morning is A Church of Wisdom. Kingdom Life Embassy, the sons and daughters, I am calling you what God has called you. You are a church of wisdom. So let's, I'm going to focus on the church and the cross, but I want to get the kingdom out of the way for you so we can focus that on another day. So let's understand the kingdom of God. I do not believe in the prosperity gospel. I do not believe in the prosperity gospel because it has sold people an apple instead of giving them the tree. Think about what I'm saying to you. The prosperity gospel sold you a deal. Oh, I got the miracle. Oh, I got 10,000. Oh, someone prayed for me. I got 100,000. It's the fruit of a righteous living in the kingdom. It should be that every year your life must produce. There should never come a season in your life where you go running and saying, I need to steal someone else's fruit. Or steal someone else's business. No. If I 
am a tree planted by the rivers of living water, then every season, no matter what goes on, I'll produce fruit in my season. And what we sow people through the prosperity gospel is people having to go and chase after money. Money will kill you. So what we sold you, can we go back to my picture, please? A double defense. What we've sold people here is run after the money, run after the wealth. Oh, just go and fetch the money, go and fetch the money. Let me go and show you how perverse this is. When you are, stop chasing after the money. The kingdom has got to be central to your life. You cannot, it's, it's a natural thing. Then Jesus went and he preached the kingdom of God. Wherever you went, whatever need he had, it was supplied. Because the kingdom has everything that you need to live a life of victory. And what we've sold people is go and, go and chase after money. And the chasing after money has produced the death in people's lives. Because there's no wisdom. When you add wisdom, it says money's a defense, but wisdom is also defense. But anybody who's got the wisdom of God, it gives them life. It means God's not going to take you to the top and then destroy your marriage or destroy your life. Because money, when you get deceived, chasing after money, you, you get blindsided because you've got no wisdom. So any message of prosperity outside of the kingdom of God leads to greed. Because God eat, does teach you to profit. When you come in on the kingdom of God, profit is, the kingdom is about profit. And so we're going to get you an understanding that it's not, the issue is not the products or services, but the purpose of why it exists. And anytime you detach the, the money and, and the wealth, you know that that person's life is going to be destroyed. Because when you're standing on the platform, when you take the next step up with God, you're going to find out there is both wealth and there's wisdom. If you only got wealth on that platform, it's going to bring you right down to the level of your wisdom. So I say to you, you win the lotto. You got it via another system. And you believe you're rich. And you've been saying, oh, I bless the Lord for this. It's just a matter of time when this, because you've got no wisdom, you've come right up to the top. It's going to bring you right down and sometimes even worse than the level of your wisdom. I hope somebody's hearing me this morning. It's critical for you to understand that there's no such thing as a prosperity gospel, but the gospel of the kingdom. If you get the kingdom right, it's a natural thing. I don't have to worry about the fruit on the tree if I take care of the root of the tree. If I dig around the root and I water it and I get an understanding, every year that tree will produce. So Jesus never preached about the prosperity gospel. He came to give us a kingdom. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you His kingdom. So where do we start? I want to put the kingdom aside. Let's go to the cross. Let's understand the cross. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18, please. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 
For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. They went to universities. They claimed they got businesses. They don't have the wisdom of God. God says, I'm going to show you their foolishness. What is a fool? Please write this down and please type this out. A fool says there is no God. A fool is somebody who's built their lives without the wisdom of God. A fool doesn't include God in the equation in building a family, a business, a ministry, their lives. They exclude God from their decisions. That is a fool. Remember the man that wanted to build? He says, I've got so much in my home. I've just, my business is doing so great. What shall I do tonight? Oh, I'm going to eat sumptuously. And then tomorrow I'm going to build bigger barns. And I'm just going to increase my life. And God calls him fool. The Bible calls him fool. Because a fool is building without God. He says, when you die tonight, who's going to be, who's going to have all those things that you built? A fool says there's no God. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this age? With all your clever talk. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Man, we can stay there a while. Can you not see how they're failing? Governments are failing. Foolishness, applying their own wisdom. He says, for since in the wisdom of God, the world, through the wisdom, did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. <laughs> so the world calls us stupid for getting saved. They call us fools. God says, I'll show you. I'll put the cross in the center of their lives and I will show you this is my wisdom. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. They're all claiming that they've got wisdom. It's earthly wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews, a stumbling block, and to the Greeks, foolishness. Now, somebody's foolish here. Someone's foolish because the Greeks are calling us foolish. The world's calling us foolish. And God is saying, well, I call them foolish. But those who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, listen to the verse now. Chapter 1 Corinthians 1, 24. Listen to verse 24. But those who are called both Jews and Greeks, when God calls you, when he brings you into his kingdom, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Glory be to God. So when God wants to give you his wisdom, the first process is through the cross. Because it becomes the power of God and it becomes the wisdom of God to live by. Listen how important this is. In Luke chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. And he will turn away, and he will turn many of the children of Israel to their Lord, their God. Listen to God's wisdom. Money is an amplifier, church. You can't get money without the wisdom of God. If God has to load you with money today, whatever sin and what things you, is in your heart, it will amplify it. If you're drinking a little bit, 
You will drink on a whole nother level when you get the money. It'll kill you. It will kill you. It's God's wisdom to keep people without the money. It's His wisdom. It's His mercy. You will also go before Him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient. So disobedient is what God calls them. To the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. That tells me the just shall live by faith, but the just shall also live by wisdom. Because he says, based upon the fact that you're born again, you've come through the cross, you are justified because of the blood of Jesus. But that also means that now you're not just walking by faith, but you're also possessing a wisdom that comes from above. Come on, somebody. God is expecting somebody in, in the church to operate out of godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. So the kingdom is there, and if I get the wisdom of God right, the wealth is it's just gonna, it's gonna come, it's gonna flow. So, it is vital for you to understand the cross. Having money does not mean you're operating in the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God goes through the cross. Wisdom from man bypasses the cross. Because they don't think that the cross is anything. Yet God says, when I give you what I have for you, I process you through the cross. That means when I come through the cross, I don't steal anymore. I don't bribe anymore. I don't lie anymore. Because I'm operating out of the wisdom of God. A beggar and a billionaire ended up at the beach. Both are at the same place. But they did not get there the same way, and they're not the same thing. So that tells me, if somebody comes to me and says, I got 100,000 rand, I want to know how you got it. When God takes you through his wisdom, he's going to process you through. And that's the reason why the difference is in the journey. We process differently. As kingdom believers, God has a path for us to travel on to get there. Satan has a plan, and God has got a plan. We choose and keep chasing God's way. Please type this out. Dr. Winston loves to say, we are satisfied that God cannot mismanage our lives. I don't have to fetch something outside of God's will for the season that I'm in. If I'm operating out of the wisdom of God, I know that my turn is coming. Because I keep applying wisdom that comes from above. Satan will always offer you the end result, taking a shortcut. That's what he did to Jesus in the temptation. You don't have to go through the cross. I'll give you these kingdoms and its glory. Jesus says, you can go to hell. Please type this out. Anything the cross does not permit cannot be a part of my life. You need to pray this morning for anybody who's been trying to get money without God. You need to go and you need to say, Father, forgive me. Of my trespasses. You know when you've seen that, 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 that message, that board. Somebody's property is here. The road is long. The board says here, private property, do not trespass. Do not take a shortcut through my place 
to get to where you need to be. And that's when you pray, Father, forgive me, forgive us. Come on, somebody, lift your hands. Father, forgive us our trespasses. That's our prayer. Father, forgive us where our eyes was on money and selfishness and self-centeredness. And we just traveling our own path. But we thank you this morning for your mercies that are new every morning. In Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. So next is the church. So this is where my, server, my, my, my message begins this morning. So in the end time, the church will gain prominence in the world by the many-sided wisdom of God. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 8, please. Ephesians 3 verse 8. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints, this grace was given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery what, from, which from the beginning of ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now somebody should shout now somebody shout now to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God I am telling you this generation is going to function out of the wisdom of God like never before. I am telling you someone's going to seek the face of God in this season. Someone's going to begin to decree and declare that I'm going to find the mind of God in this situation. Someone's going to believe that God, I know that it is not hidden from me. It is hidden for me. And if I ask, I can get. And if I knock, it will be open to me. And if I seek, I'm going to find. Can somebody shout amen in this church? Because there are sons and daughters that will be raised up in this hour because the manifold wisdom the many-sided wisdom of God is going to manifest in the church the church is the solution 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 I need somebody to shout amen in this church to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the church to how to the, to the principalities and the powers in heavenly places. That means um, there are principalities and powers that is sitting on your money. That is sitting on your destiny. That is sitting on the deals. That is sitting on it's things that belong to you. The earth is the Lord's. It must give up what, is belo what belongs. But it's looking for signs that are operating in matured wisdom. The manifold wisdom of God is what? The many-sided wisdom of God. That means God is, there's not one person who holds it. When God puts his church together, that's the reason why the church must reopen. Because it's the many-sided wisdom of God that's going to build cities. That's going to change the nations. Hallelujah. It can change a community. There's, I know that there could be, the idea could come through one person. But not one person holds this thing. When you're operating on the next level, you better have the right relationships around you. Because what you have, you don't have enough for just whatever God's going to do. You, one, one, num, one is too small a number for greatness. You better not be operating with fools on your, on your platform. In fact, I'm canceling the fools on your platform. Anybody's been a drain, anybody's been a leech, anything that has drained you, drained you from your next level, I've cut that off this morning by the wisdom of God. Come on, somebody. Because when I operate with the wisdom of God, I know who's, the Bible says that you must be aware. You must be aware of your flock. 
in your, now this is not just for the church, that's your business. Who's with you in business? It's called the manifold wisdom of God. That to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the church, known by the church. Somebody say, by the church. The church must not be receiving instruction from the world. The church must be giving instruction to the world. Because the demon, demons and principalities and powers are sitting on the nations. And people are making poor decisions. Getting vaccinations from everywhere. Go and buy this. No, no, no. You, you, you go, need to go back to the shop. You bought the wrong thing. Expiry dates on the stuff. I mean, this is all the wisdom of man, right? It's foolishness. They, they look like stupids because God calls them that. Pray for the president, pray for the people. So, God's going to deal with principalities and powers not through your prayer, but through the wisdom. Can I give you, understand this? Oh, this is so powerful. Dr. Charles Amoli puts this out. He says, God wanted to invade new territory through Paul. So remember now, Paul is the one who's operating out of the east. He's talking about this wisdom. He's writing about this wisdom. Paul wasn't saved. Paul was a sharp man, an educated man in the world until God saved him and processed him through the cross and then does what with Paul's life? Watch this. God wanted to invade new territory. The kingdom is about territory. And God wanted to do it through Paul. The dominant tool God used was his wisdom operating through the, his church. God did not use his power, but his wisdom. Oh my God. If I could help somebody this morning. You need to understand the power of the kingdom of God in this place. When I tell you that you have the power for the media mountain, or I tell you that it is in the water, or we're standing in the spirit of God and the power of God is breaking into a territory, listen to this. God did not use his power in the territory, he used his wisdom. The church is the vehicle through which the kingdom moves. The church is mandated to reclaim new territories for God in the marketplace. But the church has been so focused on only displaying His power, healings and miracles, etc. While this has its purpose in evangelism and soul winning, we cannot reclaim the marketplace until we become a church of wisdom. Somebody lift your hands and say, Lord, I belong to a church full of wisdom. The power encounter in the marketplace is to give room for the superior wisdom of God to have its way so that God's ways of doing things can be established. It's not either or, but both power and wisdom are needed. It's the power that allows wisdom to take root. Come on, somebody. Wisdom always recognizes the need for power. This is how divine wisdom operates. Power can function on its own. If you use power to take territory, listen now. If I stand in the sand as I command this territory of education to open up, wisdom will be needed to keep it and make it flourish. We must operate in wisdom and not just power. 
I'm standing and praying for you and your business. I'm praying for the, your breakthrough. I'm calling for God to do tremendous things in your life. You sit in the church and you say, amen, 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 but you don't have the wisdom of God to deal with your territory. It's all changing starting today. And the church said, wisdom is the tool that the marketplace understands based on systems that the ruler has established. So we would need superior wisdom from God to engage, infiltrate, and reclaim the marketplace to the glory of God. Understand that wisdom is the principal thing that is needed to make the kingdoms of this world to become the kingdoms of our Lord God and His Christ. Right now, let's ask for divine wisdom. I just want to pray as you, you know, just ask the Lord as, as I'm praying for you, man, as we're preaching, just say, Lord, I need your wisdom. Just repent of your ignorance. Repent of, of running your own way. Just now is your moment to do it before the Lord. Go and subdue. God wants you to subdue with ease. He wants you to grab a hold of the territories and come into what he has for you so you can have dominion. Say, Father, thank you this morning for divine wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. Now listen, when Jesus stood and he speaks to Peter, he says, Peter, who do the Son of Man say? He says, you are the Christ, Son of the living God. He says, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father's in heaven. And the gates of hell will not prevail. I'll build my church, the gates of hell will not prevail. And then I'll give you keys to the kingdom. But listen what Peter's saying. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, as also our beloved brother Paul, according to the wisdom given to him, has written to you. So Peter sitting with the keys to unlock territories. Paul is sitting with the wisdom to occupy the territory. This is good, and you're not even saying amen. So Paul's responsibility was to ensure that the church functions out of godly wisdom. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, go to, with me to verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to, go, to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That your faith should not be, come on somebody, say with me, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Someone's going to get a kind of breakthrough here that's going to astound you. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature. So we're not speaking to babies. We're speaking to those that are really serious about kingdom territories and the kingdom of God and the church of a living God. We're not, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. Do you know that their wisdom is coming to nothing? We're still going to governments. We still go and God blesses us with a butcher and we're going to try and make it work in the world. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Just go back to that verse, please. Verse 7. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before 
the ages. He knew about COVID. He knew about the season we would be in. He hid this wisdom away for our glory. He hid it for you. He hid it for your family. He hid it for your life. Hallelujah. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. I mean, this is their stupidity. Because the devil overplayed his hand in this season. I am telling you, in all his stupidity, trying to go and vaccinate the people, send in the COVID, try this. He overplayed his hand and is in trouble. Because the church is rising up. I am telling you now, instead of, you know, inoculating us or vaccinating us against, against COVID, this whole thing came to lift the, the ignorance and the deception. Look at the church. Look what the, the church is, what's happening in the church now. For no eye has seen and no ears heard, no has entered into the heart of men, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. So you've got the cross, and here's another scripture for the church. It's found in the book of Kings. You got a scripture for me? Glory be to God. Watch this. Uh, it is, why, why the church? Why the church? Oh, here we go. First Kings 6, verse 7. Watch God's wisdom. You need to understand the kingdom of God. If I understand the kingdom of God, I know it's God's money's going to come. Things will be added. I understand the cross because that's where God processes his wisdom through. Now I need to understand the church. Here's a scripture that's going to help you tremendously. Because you now need to find your place in the church. That means that it becomes the root of all my prosperity. It's the house of God. So what God does is, and the temple, when the temple is being built, when it was being built, was built with stone finished at the quarry. So that no hammer or chisel or any iron tool was heard in the temple while it was being built. So God's building this church so the gates of hell will not prevail. So the principalities and powers will not, God's displaying his power through the wisdom, the manifold wisdom of God to principalities and powers. But he's working on Ronaldo. But he's working on Leanne. And he's working on everybody that's on the ground. What's he doing? In every single day when I get up, if God is able to chisel from my life everything that is harmful to my future or hurts him in any way, God is chiseling. That's what he says. He says there was a quarry. The quarry is the place where they went and they, they designed the stone. And so it was away from the temple. But it actually had its place to fit in the temple. So this is what God is doing with people's lives. He's removing the things that are offensive. The things that's going to hurt us in the future. He's, 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 he's dealing with us on a level so that we can fit in on God's plan. Because His plan is blessed already. There's finances. All That's the wisdom of God. Come on, somebody. It's the wisdom of God. Listen, the Word of God is the wisdom of God. And to forgive is not, it's the wisdom of God. So anytime I'm reading the word of God, and God is changing my life, and God says, forgive that person, or God says, now make this decision, or God's not after your money. He's trying to help you develop a heart for his kingdom. He is shaping people in private so they can fit in on God's plan. Come on, somebody online. You need to hear what the Lord is saying this morning, that God is working on people privately so they can have a public display of God's goodness to the rest of the world. Is anybody going to hear me today? 
Because God cannot give you money without first working on you. It is a perversion. God has got to fix the man so he can handle the money. It's not what you're asking in your hand. God's dealing with the character of a man. When God's, I know when God has got the next level for my, of my prosperity. Because God's killing anything inside of me that will hurt me in the future. Because he's putting me up on a pedestal and I'm never going to come down or be embarrassed. What's he doing? He's healing the brokenness. He's chiseling away the things. Your attitude, the pride. Nobody can correct you. Nobody's speaking to you. Stay broke. It's the best thing for you. It's the best thing for you. Take the next 50, 60 years of your life. You don't, nobody corrects you. Nobody tells you. You submit yourself to nobody. Then go find a job. So that you don't, in the prayer, in the book of Proverbs, it says, don't make me rich. So rich that I sin against you. Or, or so poor that I go and steal and blaspheme your name. Then go have your job. Go and sit in the call center. Then go pay your bond your whole life. Then go and live and get your, your little cell phone that you're happy about. And go buy your little clothing and, and stay there. I'm not speaking to those people. Because they just live like the world. I'm dealing with the mature that will operate with the wisdom of God. The ones that are going to say, God, you need to do inside of me. Chisel where you need to chisel. Shape what you need to shape. For Let me forgive when I need to forgive. Why? Because the fourth level of this thing is the fear of the Lord. Give me Job 28 verse 28. Listen to this. Job 28 verse 28. I got Job 28 verse 28. And to the man he said, the fear of the Lord. Behold, the fear of the Lord. That is wisdom. You're looking for wisdom. You're looking for God's wisdom. You've come through the cross. You're not disconnected from the church. Let me just understand this. Let me go back a little bit to the church and help you understand the power of the church. The house of God. You got the kingdom, it's got principles. And you know it's God's will that you, be, that you prosper. But why is the church so significant? And why God's working inside of you? Do you understand that there is enough in daddy's house? But if the prodigal is on a level in his daddy's house, he's got both the wealth and he's got the wisdom. He chooses to take the wealth and he goes into another country. He says, give me my portion. Not interested in the house of God anymore. Not interested in my daddy's house anymore. I'm, I'm so amazed when I look at people and say, you're so foolish. You cannot multiply anything in the world system. It's just a matter of time that you're going to be broke because you're disconnected from the house of God. This boy thinks that he, when I got the money, I'm okay. 
You need the wisdom of God to handle it. That's why if you disconnect from the house of God, God's going to, I mean, the world's going to rob you and you'll end up eating with the pigs. But that's the level you're going to live at. Because you'll, oh, listen to this man. So the Lord gave me. Your spiritual, your spiritual condition and your financial position are directly connected. Your spiritual condition and your financial position are directly connected. Because it's on the same. You, you, you can't stand with one foot on one platform and your foot trying to reach for money on the other side. You're going to have to lift up your wisdom. You're going to have to raise up your understanding. You're going to have to come up with the fear of the Lord. Go back to with me to Job 28, 28. It says, and to the man he said, behold, the fear of the Lord. This boy had no fear of God. He said to his father, I wish you were dead. Give me my, you only get your inheritance if your father dies. What kind of dishonor is that? And any place of failure, I can point you back to the place of dishonor. There's no wisdom in there. He says, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. This boy is sitting right on top. Operating in his father's house with his wisdom, with the fear of the Lord. Chooses to take the money. But leaves the wisdom behind. Well, the wisdom comes from the house. It's when he came back to the wisdom of his father that he got restored. Now you come on the same platform because the fear of the Lord is back. I am announcing it in this church. The fear of the Lord is back in this house. Because the, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil, that's understanding. Whenever you get into the house of God, there is something called covenant, covenantal wealth that God releases. Deuteronomy 8, 18, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to get wealth. That's an anointing. That's an anointing. That He may establish His covenant which He swore to your fathers, as it is this day. Lord means Yahweh. It means your redeemer. He's your deliverer. He's your savior. Jesus gives you the power to get wealth. What is wealth for? It means financial influence. When you're asking God to give you power to get wealth, what comes with it? Power, strength, intellectual capacity, physical and mental determination. You're able to fight through some things. To get wealth means, to get means to do, to make, to accomplish with a distinct purpose and moral obligation with a goal in view. Now, I repeat this to you. When you get it, it means to accomplish a certain goal with a distinct purpose and moral obligation. Let me write this, write this down. In the world system, there's no moral obligation. But kingdom resources comes with a purpose. It's predetermined. Write this down, please. God has already decided what must be done with your wealth. Because it's in the kingdom. So anytime somebody detaches from the kingdom, go and live with your whatever you want to live with. 
but you don't get the wealth. Oh, I don't like the church and the church issues, blah, 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 blah. Okay, go and live your life. And you can go and build a business with no moral obligation. Because, yes, I'll teach you this on another day. The difference between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. In the kingdom of the world, you, you build like you're an owner. You live like you're the owner. In the kingdom of God, you're just a steward. So God, you own nothing, but you have access to everything. <laughs> the kingdom of darkness has no moral obligation. I can, I can do whatever I want to do to get what I want. There's no fear of God on the, on the inside of them. But you know the end of that anyway. When God establishes his covenant, it means his covenant is to stand. So you don't ever get off from that platform. No matter what resources God releases, your question you have to ask yourself, what's it for? Because it's always attached to the kingdom of God and its purpose. God will give it to you to increase your, your influence for the advancement of his kingdom. So what do I do? What do I do? I need this wisdom. I've gone through the cross. I'm saved. I am connected. I understand the kingdom of God. It's not prosperity. The kingdom message is prosperity. I am connected to the church. God's working with me. He's chiseling me. He's shaping me to fit in on his temple. Now, and, and I'm now making decisions because listen to what I'm saying about the fear of the Lord. Let me just get into this quickly. Matthew 7, 24. Why do you develop the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. What's wisdom? It's, it's acting on what you know. It's decisions. It's being a doer. When I wake up every morning, I'm a doer of God's word. Not only a hearer. Listen to Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, you walk away and people say, oh, that was a great sermon. I, I want to know what you're doing tomorrow differently. Not hearing, doing. And does him. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat at that house. And it did not fall. Your house will not fall in the name of Jesus. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine. Oh, that was a good sermon. I got knowledge. Oh, I understand what pastor said. I want to know, did you apply godly wisdom? Did you do what I told you to do? Well, what the Bible tells you to do. Look, I didn't write the Bible. It, but everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be a, like a foolish man. It's just as well that you're a man without God. You should, you should have never have heard the sermons. You should have never believed in God. You should have never gone to church. Because you're a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended. I'm telling you, the rain comes for every house. The floods come, the floods, the rains, and the winds blew on both houses, not just one house. And it fell, and great was its fall. Lift your hands and say, Father, give me godly wisdom. You're saying it so softly, saying like you ate something this morning. 
Lift your hands and say, Father, forgive me of my ignorance. Father, I've been foolish in my decisions. I have not acted upon your word the way I should have. Cleanse my heart and forgive me of my foolishness. Let me start to operate on godly wisdom. I am now developing from today. Put a fresh reverential fear of the Lord on the inside of me that every morning when I wake up, I seek your face because I need you, God. I need you to guide me. I need your wisdom. I've come to seek for it. I've come to knock. I've come to ask. I'm asking you, Father, to change my heart. I'm not only hearing sermons. I'm not only understanding. Pastor Max has taken the time to give us understanding. But now, today, I'm going to take a step and I'm going to begin to be a doer of the word of God. I'm not only a hearer. I'm not going to deceive my heart. I'm now going to act upon what you tell me to do. I'm going to be a doer of the word of God. Where you want me to repent. Where you need to walk me in humility. I choose humility. You don't have to humble me. You said you're the one who resists the proud, but you give grace to the humble. I've come to humble myself this morning. I've come to ask you, God, to forgive me and cleanse me of all arrogance and pride. I've come back to the cross I've come back to the church. I'm coming back to your kingdom. I'm coming back to the fear of the Lord. And I'm asking you to give me understanding. Oh God, forgive me of my foolishness on all decisions that I made around finances. Forgive me of my foolishness when I chased after other gods. Forgive me, Lord God, when I didn't stick with you and your ways, my God. And I thank you for rebuilding my life today because I'm making a fresh vow to you that wherever you lead me, I'm going to follow whatever in instruction you give me, I'm going to go after you. I need somebody to lift their hands in repentance before the Lord and say, Father, show me your ways. Teach me how to go. Show me what to do. I want to walk with the wise. I want to sow for it. I want to ask for it. Father, I pray you this morning that you help us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. My time's almost up. Can I have the worship team up? I want you to know that this morning there's, how do I get this wisdom? We're asking for it. You're repenting of your foolishness. So 2 Chronicles chapter 1 and verse 6 and 7. 2 Chronicles chapter 1 verse 6 and 7. And Solomon went up. Now listen, there are three things to get wisdom. Three things you can do. First, you sow for it. And Solomon went up to the bronze altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of meeting, and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. On that night... God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask. Can you see the order? What shall I give you? People think that holding on to their money and their resources, that they own it. What kind of poverty is in your mind? There's no wisdom for you to hold on to your money. Listen, you putting your, whatever you put into God's hands multiplies. That's wisdom. Somebody shout, that's wisdom. Stop letting the enemy, anytime I file the enemy, tell me, don't give that away, hold on to it. Oh, you know you're going to run out. Oh, 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 I, I'm like, I'm, this I'm offering to the Lord. You don't bring your offering to me. You're not giving your tithes to me. It's your offering before the Lord. That's wisdom. And you can sow for wisdom this morning. And I want somebody to hear the word of the Lord. Verse 6 says, he offered up a a thousand burnt offerings on it. May somebody, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, let it be a thousand. But set it straight and say, Father, remove this greed from my heart. The greed that I've been holding on to stuff. Thinking that my life consists of the things that I get. I want to come up to a new level of wisdom. Is there anybody this morning going to ask the Lord? 
Can somebody sow at the level you want to go? Can you start to say, Lord, I need to sow into this moment. I need to sow my seed because you can sow for it so God can, when God asked Solomon, what did he want? Go to the next verse with me, verse 7. God says to him, what do you want? Ask, what, what shall I give you? Can you go verse 8? And Solomon said to God, you have shown great mercy to David my father and have made me king in his place. And now, O oh Lord, let your promise to David my father be established, for you have made me king over a people like the dust of the earth in the multitude. Now give me wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before these people, for who can judge this great people of yours? Then God said to Solomon, Oh my word, we found somebody in the earth who's willing to climb the stairs. The richest man who ever lived, King Solomon. Then God said to Solomon, because this was in your heart and you've not asked for what? He never asked for riches. He never called for the wealth. He says, you've not asked for riches or wealth or honor. You didn't say, Lord, let them honor me. Or the life of your enemies. Or for the life of your enemies. Nor have you asked for long life. But you have asked wisdom and knowledge for yourself that you may judge my people over whom I have made you king. Wisdom and knowledge are granted to you. And I will give to you, I will add to you riches and wealth and honor such as none of the kings have ever have had who were before you nor shall any after you have like have the like you're asking for money why don't you ask for wisdom why don't you go for understanding I, I lord just just make my brand great where's your wisdom you keep on calling for wealth where's the wisdom where's the fear of the lord in your decisions can you understand why people are broke god has to keep them broke Number one is you sow for it. Number two, you ask for it. James chapter 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach and it will be given to him. And thirdly, hang with the wise. People who got no fear of the Lord, that don't even pray over their food, spend less and less time with these people. There's got to be a reverential fear of the Lord inside of people where they honor God every day, every moment of every day. Why? It's the wisdom of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's not even the end of wisdom. It's just the start. It's just the start. Because I make decisions every single day that I can build wealth and I'm never coming down. And I want to decree and declare that over Kingdom Life Embassy. This is the church of wisdom. And if we're going to be the church of wisdom, then the fear of the Lord must be the first thing in our hearts. Lift your hands this morning. Stand and lift your hands this morning. Proverbs 13, 20 says, He who walks with, the wise, with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Blessed is the man, Psalms 1, 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. May you study Psalm 1 this morning and begin to understand that you can just hang out with him a little bit. You're walking in the counsel of the ungodly. Then 
Once upon a time, you were just walking with them. We're just good friends. Now you're standing with them. Now you're sitting with them. Look at the progression into foolishness. No, no, he's got money. It's foolishness. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season whose leaves shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. Do you understand that that's in the Bible? That from today whatever you put your hands to is going to prosper. Because you are leaving evil. You are walking away from the things that's evil and wicked. And you are built according to the pattern of God. The ungodly are not so. But are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The wisdom of God is reserved for the doers of the word of God. We are done. I'm done preaching. There's so much here. Just lift your hands. Proverbs 24 says, wisdom builds a house. And by understanding it is established. Pray this after me. Say, Abba, by your mercy, even the sure mercies of David, quicken me. Come on, pray after me. Quicken me with the spirit of wisdom. Make me wiser in my generation. And by the leadership of wisdom, cause me to stand out as a solution provider and not a problem creator. I am a problem solver for this end time. I am not created to run from problems, but to run to them. And it's time for the church to manifest the wisdom of God. We declare that Kingdom Life Embassy, all our partners, all our friends, we are family of the wise and we prosper in all that we do without struggle. We have zeal according to knowledge and rise to the top of every field of human endeavor by godly wisdom. According to Luke 21 verse 15, from today, I have a promise that I have, you've given me a mouth and wisdom which all my adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. I'm operating out of the wisdom of God. Come on, lift your hands and receive God's wisdom this morning. Come on, receive and say, pray, 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 pray. Oh God, we thank you for godly wisdom this morning upon the sons and daughters. Thank you for the fear of the Lord that has come upon us. Thank you that on this next level, on this next platform, as we climb with you, Father, your kingdom is our priority. Fulfilling our assignment, it is our pleasure. Oh, the cross means so much to us, my God. Oh, we thank you this morning for purifying us. Thank you for cleansing our hearts from all sin and of all unrighteousness. We can begin again with you, my God, as the prodigal, we can come home and we can come back into daddy's house uh, and that we can operate with the fear of the Lord uh, and that, Father, a fresh reverential fear of the Lord is coming upon us, that the wisdom of God's going to manifest in my life like never before. Oh God, this is a church of godly wisdom because the fear of the Lord is in this place. Father, I praise you. I need every hand to be lifted up. If you are a son and a daughter in this house, uh, the Holy Spirit knows what you are 
doing even in your home now's your time to lift your hands right above your head to say the wisdom that I get is not from my own mind the wisdom that I'm operating out is by the wisdom of God the wisdom that comes from above every morning I'm seeking God's face every morning I want to know which way to go every morning I'm acting upon the word of God I am not a fool I am not one who does not do the word of God I am acting upon his word I am a doer of the word of God shout it out I'm a doer of the word of God Holy Ghost help me with the grace to become a doer of your word that I can build my life upon the rock no more foolishness in my life no more walking in my own ways oh teach me your ways this morning oh let the anointing come upon the sons and daughters oh father I thank you like Solomon we're not chasing after wealth we're not chasing after money we're calling for wisdom we're calling for the spirit of understanding we're calling that the fear of the Lord will come upon us oh father bring us back together again as a family cause us to build for your kingdom oh for money is a defense and wisdom is the defense but wisdom adds life the excellency of wisdom it adds life to those who have it this is a new season my God come on you're taking a new step with God in the season just move your feet a little bit and say father I'm ready to take the next step with you I'm ready to come onto the next platform of wealth and increase I'm ready to move with you God if you give me an instruction whatever your word tells me to do I can do it my father I can walk and deal with the foolishness but the foolishness is lifting from my life and the wisdom of God is dripping all over me I see a church with the wisdom of God I see a church functioning with the wisdom of God I see territories ah, not just power to unlock it but territories to make it flourish in the name of Jesus I see you flourishing in your assignment I see the kingdom manifesting all around you I see the power of God operating upon this church this is a season there is a double defense oh yes we will rise up we will rise up with an anointing the Spirit of the Lord is upon me oh the spirit of wisdom and understanding oh the spirit of wisdom and understanding counsel and might knowledge and the fear of the Lord it is upon this church I've come to announce your new season I've come to announce your new season the month of March you will begin to march into the next level of wisdom and godly wisdom come on somebody just move your feet just march wherever you are walk a bit just a little bit say this is the month of March I'm gonna march into my destiny I'm gonna march into the route that God has got for me this is my season this is my time the fear of the Lord is upon me oh the wisdom of God is manifesting all around me oh I see my world is changing because the wisdom of God is all around me oh hallelujah glory be to God march with godly wisdom starting today build I heard the Lord say it's going to be a quick one it's going to be a quick one watch God do it 
Father, I thank you that you'll honor this word, that you'll confirm it, that sons and daughters will rise up this morning. It's not on one person. There is no one person who can deal with principalities and powers. It's the manifold wisdom of God. I call for it upon this house. We choose. Thank you for another day. Thank you for another month. Thank you for another season that we can come into all that you have for us. For anybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ, you must be born again. The cross don't need to be foolishness to you. You must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see and enter the kingdom of God. This your season in your time that you, if you don't know how, you call us up. We've had people sending in prayer requests. Pastor, to pray for us. You need to make right with the Lord. I need God's wisdom. That's the fear of the Lord. We're praying for you. Send us messages if you need any help. My time's up. My time's gone. I don't know how much more I have to tell you about giving. I preached all you needed to hear. If this is not yours and you say, well, that is a good sermon and you're turning off, that's your foolishness. But we are not fools. Not everybody's a fool that is streaming. There are people that are online that are doers of the word of God. And we're acting upon what we've heard. The Lord bless you in your giving. The Lord strengthen you in every side. This is your new season. I see you coming out of that poverty for good. I see you walking in the wisdom of the Lord. A double defense is your portion. We love you. The Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. You will walk in victory all the days of your life. Your child preserved and protected. You will live and not die. We cut off every plan and scheme of the enemy against you. We break every shackle and every chain from your mind and your emotions. It's your new season. We love you. God bless you. We see you in the week. We see you next week. But I see the wisdom of God dripping all over you. Glory be to God. Come on, clap your hands and bless the Lord. Thank the Lord for understanding. Thank the Lord for knowledge. Thank the Lord for a new day. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen and amen.